This show is presented by FL Teams. Check out flteams.com, your go-to one-stop shop for all Florida sports coverage. Also check out FL Teams on social media. This is Haeed 305. I'm your host, James. Um, what a miserable week it has for competition sports. Um, but I feel like we should start off on a positive note. Um, and I want to get to it right away. And right now we're going to talk about the... You know, the Miami Hurricanes football team, we got some recruitment update, and these are big ones, too. Um, and it's according to um, Kane's Legacy, the Twitter page. Um, linebacker Malik Bryant is headed to Miami after holding off Florida down the stretch. He becomes the highest-ranked linebacker to commit to a program in 15 years. Malik Bryant is a huge Huge commitment to the Miami Hurricanes and a huge commitment to the defense. This Cristobal effect has really been probably too strong, but um, it's a little bit of a fair thing to say that man, may, maybe there is a Cristobal effect. Um, you know, Dale doesn't seem to think so, but I think there is. But that's that's just one of the updates for the Hurricanes um, recruitments because we have another one. Um, and his name is Tommy Kinsler from Akala Trinity Catholic. Uh, Trinity Catholic High School is probably one of the biggest high school footballs, not only in Florida, but in the country. One of the biggest. And um, that's where most of the big-name football players came from, the, the high school of Trinity um, Catholic. And then there are there are a couple more down uh, in Florida, um, and that but that's just one of the biggest. There's one more, but and the other one's like maybe a little bit bigger. That's near the the Gulf side of the region. But we also land Tommy Kinsler, like I said, Trinity Catholic. Um, there's also another day ticket sales for football games way up. The Hurricanes Club donations up 143 percent, which is. 19.4 million. The Mario Cristobal effect says King's legacy on Twitter. Um, I think we have another commitment after it ain't just that. Um, but but yeah, it seems like yeah, actually that is. But today we have some scholarship offers. Nathan Default Afolbi. Uh, Marcellus, uh, him, Roger Robinson, the second, so Robert, so the junior, Jackson Carver, um, Nathaniel Joseph as well, Jada Rashada, Antonio Tripp Jr., Amari Williams, Ricky Williams, Francis Maloka, I. Sorry if I didn't pronounce the name right. And that's all for now. That's that's the um, scholarship offers for those players. Uh, those are big names. And I just have this weird feeling that we are not done. We're not done with it yet. And tell you the truth, this could be scary. Uh, only Alabama's doing just a tad bit better. But... Um, 
And as I said, a little bit tad because maybe Mario Cristobal has a game plan in case if the Hurricanes ever did come across um, the Alabama Crimson Tide. They last year, they were destroyed. Maybe that's not been the case. So, according to this, our our, our contributing website own FL teams, Florida College Football preseason rankings. Miami Hurricanes landed number one. Behind it is the Florida Gators, and behind the Gators is the Seminoles, the Florida State Seminoles. And behind the Florida State Seminoles is Central Florida Knights and Orlando Pace College. And, and behind that is South Florida Bulls, and as well as the two other schools behind South Florida Bulls are the South Florida schools. Florida Atlantic Owls being number six, and another Miami school, Florida International Panthers, FIU. Um, so perhaps the football thing is not the big thing for FIU, but the big thing for FIU certainly is soccer. Soccer is a big thing at Florida International, and I've seen their team play. They can play. FIU is known for a good soccer team. And speaking of soccer teams, we have to talk about this. I know it's a little bit off, but we got to talk about the Gazelle Higuain hat trick. So, um, if you don't know who Gazelle Higuain is, he is a uh, Argentinian football player uh, from soccer, and he's one of the best on the planet. He signed it to Miami in a $7 million deal back in the pandemic year 2020. To, um, Saturday, he has earned himself Hattrick. If you don't know what a hattrick is, he is a um, he is a um, hattrick is basically when a player, and this goes with hockey too, uh, when a player scored three goals in the same game. So Gonzalo Higuain scored three goals in the same game against FC Cincinnati. So that's a remarkable uh, history here. The first ever it's my producer was Leonard Capana, who's a player in Miami Producer. He's another striker, but he is um I think he is Jamaican, if I'm not mistaken. But um yeah, Leonard Capana ahead and now Gazal Higuain now joined the the fame of hat tricks. However, uh, it did not win us the game at all because MCC9 would always come back after we were goals ahead. But the judging Gonzalo Higuain's goals happened in the 23rd minute, 37th minute, and in the penalty in the 45th, uh, five minutes plus stoppage. And that's a hat trick. All, all that happened in the first half. And yet we still didn't win the game. That is a incredibly frustrating thing to deal with if you are an Inter-Miami fan. And it's a... Not a good feeling, but another not good feeling is worse than it's in Miami, and that's the Miami Marlins. Last week, we had a big chance to um, capitalize on the schedule with the Cincinnati Reds, and yet somehow, some way, we, we weren't even good enough to even win a series against the Reds. Actually, just now, speaking of the Reds, Marlins lost again at home. 
They are now on a four-game losing streak at home. They got swept by the Mets last weekend. Um, frankly, one of those games, we really should have won this game, and that's Friday game. We had a 3 nothing advantage, and then we blew it right away afterwards. You can and you can give credit where credit's due to the Mets hitting, but Alcantara's strike three call adds insult to injury that did not go our way. That should have been strike three. It should have been, but it wasn't. So, of course, a good team has to get a benefit of the call. But that's not the point. The point here is Giants were on a losing streak. The Phillies were playing against the Braves. Cardinals were playing against the Blue Jays. Um, and we were playing the Reds, one of the worst teams in the league. And, they, and we make them look like the World Series contenders, the Marlins. This team is so aggravating and so frustrating to watch. And to tell you the truth, I really don't really watch much of the Marlins game anymore because of how bad they play. I don't really want to support our front office. And speaking of their front office, the trade deadline, I think, ends tomorrow. Um, you know, Tuesday, August 2nd, I think. Um, so I'm not sure when um, this thing will be uploaded. But um, this will dictate the season. So far, our front office has not made any trade at all. And even if they were going to make some trade, it's probably going to be a bad one anyway. Um, the frustration on the front office continues. And um, you just have to wonder, when is it going to end? Where is the direction that this team is going? It just seems like this team does not have any direction at all. I don't think it has any direction. It hasn't. This team has not had direction in 30 years. About to be 30 years coming next year. I think their expansion year was 1993. And it, even if it was the true case... During the 30 years, three playoff appearances. Granted, two of them were World Series championships. And what did they do with those World Series teams? They traded them all away. Because one of the rumors said they couldn't afford to keep it. How was that possible? You couldn't afford it. Some of the people, the front office owners, have billions of dollars. That I think it is uh, bogus that they said that they couldn't afford it and they wanted to build better art, but they traded the good team into a stink team. And that's what a frustration is. Pat Riley for the Heat doesn't do that. He keeps a, a contender team um, in place and they look better and they can move, they can move around the superstars to create a better super team caliber. The Dolphins are kind of doing it, and the Hurricanes are certainly doing it. Florida Panthers are doing it, but even with a couple weeks ago when the shell shock trade happens, they're doing it. Into Miami's kind of doing it, but they have no structure. Personally, I think their head coach should go. Marlins is the only team in South Florida, major sports-wise, is the only team that does not keep it going. 
with no direction. They can't. I don't know what, what words to put it. I just don't know what how to describe it. Moving on to the positive. Really the last thing I want to talk about uh, before I end it here. There's really not much to say. Football's back. Um, not officially, but preseason's about to begin. Um, and this is just a general thing. Dolphins had the Buccaneers at Tampa, Florida um, next Saturday. Um, and afterwards, um, I think we played the Raiders after. But the reason why I brought up football to begin with is a few things. One, Tua looks a lot better than he did a couple of years ago and last year. He's throwing 65-yard bombs, touchdown passes to Tyree Kill. And that happened on Sunday, I think. Um, was it Sunday? I think it was Saturday, actually. But past weekend, there was a big play, a great one, to, to Cheetah. And throughout the practices, others, he's connected to Jalen Waddle. He's connected to Chase Edmonds. He's connected to Mike Gusecki, who would put franchise tag earlier this year, who could have come in an agreement uh, a few weeks ago. But my guys tell me he might stay with Miami after all. And that's a good thing. We love Gusecki. Um, this football team, the Miami Dolphins, is hungrier, has more chemistry. They believe in each other. No fights. So we're here in uh, uh, other practice facilities that there are teams who are fighting with each other, like the Buffalo Bills is fighting with each other. I think another one is the Atlanta Falcons that are fighting with each other. But definitely the Buffalo Bills, uh, and, that, and that's caught on video. Um, you find somewhere on TikTok, you'll definitely find that. So something's wrong with Buffalo Bills. Maybe, maybe we might capitalize on the AFC East. But uh, one more reason I want to bring up football is we don't have to talk about the Marlins um, for a while. Um, I want to talk about positive. I think the Dolphins will be the positive because when when chances of us, of us talking about the Marlins might be negative or mediocre. If there's one time that we would be positive, it's either Sandy Alcantara and Pablo Lopez with his career nights against the Cincinnati Reds last week. But that's really all. That's really all it is. 11 strikeouts ties career high. Impressive. Sandy Alcantara, 12 strikeouts that, um, a few weeks ago. Impressive. But really, that's all I can say. Relief pitching is still needs some big work. I don't know how to even uh, make it any more clear. The bullpen needs help desperately. And right now, I think the batters need to be upgraded too. It seems like we can't hit. Even if we can hit, we couldn't score on runners and score in, in positions. It is awful what the Marlins is um, happening. It's happening in the worst way. In the worst time possible. That's all will be for this week, folks. Um, if you happen to enjoy High Heat of 305, please hit that like button and subscribe to FL Teams and follow FL Teams on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok.
Um, and we have your back. And when we do, we'll be right there with you for the entertainment you deserve. We are signing out right now, folks. Episode 7 has concluded. Uh, lucky number 7. Um, episode 8 next week. We'll talk more about the Miami Marlins. And hopefully by that point, uh, we make some moves um, with the trade deadline. Hope it's a good one. Maybe it might not happen at all. We shall see. All right, guys. I'll see you guys episode 8 next week. Good night, everybody.